Hey everyone, welcome back to Centered, a podcast where we're exploring spiritual practices for everyday living. Uh, We're so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and as always, we really hope um, that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, whatever your uh, background is in understanding God, faith, uh, or spiritual practice, we hope that this is a place where you meaningfully can discover a little less stress and busyness and distraction and a little more centeredness, a little more grace and peace in your life. Um, We're back uh, with a couple of our guests. Uh, Roy Graham, good to be with you again. Hey, Carl. Great to be here. And Dale and Laura Flanders, great to have you back again. Hi, Carl. Thanks, Carl. So we talked in the previous episode with Dale and Laura about a bunch of different, really, um, for for many people, I think, kind of paradigm-breaking ways to think about prayer. We've acknowledged a few times that sometimes prayer, we we can draw these tiny little boxes around what prayer is or isn't. And Dale and Laura, you really helped us kind of break it open. You talked about things like gardening as prayer and playing your piano as prayer and cooking or baking bread as prayer. Um, and, and it was just this wonderful invitation to, to kind of consider that maybe God is speaking to us just about every moment of every day of our lives. Um, but then there was one that you talked about that we really want to dig into a little more and encourage uh, really ourselves, but our listeners as well to say, what might this look like in our lives? And, and so that's the idea of conversation, of a, of a dialogue, an interaction, a conversation with, for you guys, with a spouse, but it could really be with any number of people, with a friend, with a mentor. Um, but, but you suggested that, that this conversation hmm. could be prayer. No, that's not what I said. No, that's not what you said. Okay, no. it's okay. Okay, well, yeah. uh, I, well, I've got a question, but you've already said that that's not what you said, so that's no, you, good. What's your question? Well, so the, the question is, and we talked about it a little bit after the last episode, if I'm talking to another person, is every single time I ever talk to any person, is it always a prayer? Like earlier today, I asked one of my colleagues on staff a question about the budget at church, and I was really yeah. just gathering some data. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe maybe it was prayer, but it didn't feel like it. So, so talk about like what is it that makes some yeah. interaction you're having? What what is it that makes well, it prayer for you guys? It's dangerous for me to answer your question because it could be so easily uh, disagreed with. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is tricky territory that we're in, right? So I said that's not the, what I said. You use the word conversation, mm. um, and I think I use the word dialogue as prayer. We'll have to rewind the tape to see if that's what I said. Well, you can say um, it now. So I'm yeah. talking about conversation. So I'm correcting right? myself as I said conversation because I really meant to say dialogue as prayer. Um, I consider conversation and dialogue to be two different things. So conversation would be Dale comes home at the end of the day and our teenage son, who's now 33, he's not a teenager anymore, but he was um, being a stinker on the way home from school and I was telling Dale about it and I had to pull over on the side of the road and I made him get out of the car and I'm like, you're walking home. Blah, blah. And I did, I can't handle this anymore, honey. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that conversation about all of that or maybe we're having a conversation about our, our budget or whatever. Conversation is more about facts and figures and information. Um, dialogue to me is more of a curiosity about the personhood of the person I'm with. Mm. Um, who they are, not necessarily what they're doing. So it's it's less transactional and more um, of a curious inquiry. Um, what is it about the personhood of the person that makes it 
for lack of a better word, spiritual? Or um, this kind of the cliche that I'm thinking of that's coming off the total top of my head <laughs> is the whole, the cliche of human doings versus human beings. Okay. Um, so their being, who they are, right. character, maybe character-wise is who okay. they are in, in Christ. Um, so conversation, or dialogue over that. And also dialogue over our ideas, because ideas do affect, you know, how we, what we think about God and the world affects how we live. So, so Dale and I have a lot of dialogue about ideas um, and concepts that affect us and our children and our family and our community and our world. Um, and so there's a lot of dialogue around that, and we pause and we stop and we, we say, oh, no, that's probably not the right way, way to think about it or coming at it from a different angle, or what would so-and-so say about that? So let's try and challenge our assumptions here. So I think challenging of assumptions is probably a part of dialogue. I don't know, Dale, what do you... Um, um, a word you used just a bit ago, Laura, was um, not seeing... A dialogue isn't seeing it as a transaction, Mm-hmm. And, and I think so often, first of all, that's how we view prayer, you know, and a lot of the formula prayers are about, I'm going to do, I'm going to praise God the right way and show my gratitude for this. And then, cause I'm getting to the good part, which is I'm going to ask for something. <laughs> um, and so it's transactional. And often we see our relationship with people as transactional or, or the moment, the conversation and dialogue is saying, um, the dialogue itself and the opportunity to learn and to hear from someone, um, that that's like a change in your core values about why you even talk to someone. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm entering in this because this is an opportunity to learn. I'm, I'm a big believer that the, the main way that God communicates with us is through his people that are in our life, as well as through his written word. Um, and so I've, I've joked before that, you know, the voice of God sounds a lot like Laura uh, in, in my ear. And, and there's truth to that, because <laughs> I think true. the deepest dialogue we have. I've had to train him in it, that. It is, yes. I, I've regurgitated that well. You hear it often enough, you, <laughs> you speak it in your sleep. But, but there's truth to it, that the voice of God often... Um, it comes through the voices of people um, who are also following him. And we offer ourselves up in dialogue to, I think the phrase you use, Laura, is understand this other person is a textbook. They have something to bring to us. Yeah, when, I, when I used to teach in higher ed, um, I would um, tell my, suggest to my colleagues that when your students walk through the door, consider them as a textbook walking through the door. Now that can sound transactional, but there's somebody to learn from and to glean from and to learn about. Um, I think, you know, as we're talking about this, what a great question you asked, Carl. I'm so glad you asked how how dialogue is really prayer, but I think one of the key practices of practicing dialogue is um, to understand that People are made in the image of God, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're imaging God to you when they walk through that door. So they're seeing you as God sees you. They're looking through you. Their eyes are God's eyes on you. Their words could potentially be your words. I think we said that in the previous episode. But um, I think remembering that Christ is in us in Second Corinthians, I believe it is, and I should have looked this up. The, the last chapter. Uh, as we know, the Corinthians were in big trouble, and Paul was trying to correct all kinds of the messes that they were in. And he says something like, when will you realize that Christ is in you? <laughs> and I think that is um, a key element to dialogue being, being prayer, is that we're paying attention to Christ in us. We're paying attention to Christ in the other person. 
um, for the purpose of transformation mm-hmm. for our own selves and for the, self, for the person sitting across the table from right. us. So prayer as dialogue really means that it's for transformation um, and change. Um, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Right. Um, so maybe it's more for growth and transformation than it is for change. But um, And the odd thing about you're, you're kind of just sitting and listening to how we tend to talk to each other around <laughs> the breakfast table. We just kind of talk about things. might be about the book we read the night before. Uh, might be something that just spurs up about a conversation or a dialogue we had with somebody else. And what do we do that? Um, so you've, you've been brought in on our prayer. Our, <laughs> our prayer. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love what C.S. Lewis says. He, he says, lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. And mm-hmm. I think, hmm. um, and he's speaking about prayer in that quote. And so I want, I want to be the kind of person that helps Dale lay before him what is in him, mm. not what ought to be in him. Likewise, um, Laura. You know, mm-hmm. to give him a space of truth so that transformation can really occur. And so I think that's what I mean by dialogue as prayer. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, not every conversation is prayer. Or yeah. Prayer is nothing. Well, and know? so here's what I'm hearing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to... I'm going to try to wrap this up with maybe an image of what this could look like for any one of us. You guys have shared how it happens in your marriage, but, um, you know, for people who are listening who are single, um, for people who are listening for whom maybe their marriage isn't a safe space, uh, for people who are listening, um, you know, each of us hopefully does have someone in our lives with whom this type of dialogue more than conversation could be true. So here's what I'm going to, and I'm even going to legitimately do this myself in my heart and mind. And maybe all of us, there's, there's a couple other people in the room right now. Mm. Um, we're going to try to do this. So I'm going to invite all of us to do this and, and listen, I'd love for you to do this as well. Take a second um, and ask yourself this question. Who's the person in my life the person that I know, that I trust, the safe person um, with whom I could have, with whom I could be intentional about entering a non-transactional space. Hmm. Who is that person? I'd invite everyone to, to try and call that person to mind. Bring their face into your mind's eye Maybe even just mention their name out loud. Pay attention to the, you know, if they're a really beloved person for you, maybe there's even a, an emotion in your heart that comes to mind. Who's that person with whom you can enter into dialogue? Like we've said, it, it involves intentionality, a curiosity, uh, a belief that God's image is present to you in them, in that person. Maybe their voice is even a means of God's voice speaking to you. And then my second invitation is to say this. When in the next day, it doesn't have to be a day, but but it can be helpful to just say in, in the 24 hours ahead of you, I don't know when you're listening to this. It might be in the morning, it might be in the evening, but when in the next day can you purposefully create a space to be with them? Listen to them. Don't try to get anything from them. 
Be attentive to them. And I would hope that all of us might follow through on this opportunity to interact with God by intentionally dialoguing with those people in our life whose voices just might be the voice of God speaking to us. Thanks again for being with us, Dale and Laura. I hope uh, everyone that this opportunity of interactive prayer as something we engage in dialogue with others uh, is a meaningful next step on our journey of faith. Um, as always, we'd love you to check out um, the website, ccc-centered.com. There's a place you can leave comments. If this has been meaningful, if any of these uh, practices have been significant, we'd love to interact with you there on the website. Um, but as always, we hope that in engaging spiritual practice, you find a little less stress and busyness and distraction and a little more centeredness in your life. Grace and peace.